NFL Championship Weekend 2020. So last week was the divisional round, and we got to see which four teams of the NFL Final Four was going to move forward with a chance to play in the Super Bowl. So last week, with my predictions, I was 2-2. Two and two. And the two games that I had guessed correctly was the Titans and the 49ers winning. And the games I got wrong was the Texans, who were defeated by the Chiefs, and also the Seahawks, who were defeated by the Packers in a close game. So as we look at the Final Four of the NFL, with the AFC and the NFC Championship coming up, It'll be interesting to see how these teams match up and perform. And I'll also have a preview of these two games for the opportunity to go to the NFL Super Bowl coming up later in this block. But first, let's take a look at some of the top storylines going into the NFL Championship Weekend. And one of the top storylines was veteran wide receiver Larry Legend Fitzgerald saying that he will return to the Cardinals for a 17th season after having an impressive stat line for such a seasoned veteran with the rookie Kyler Murray. So we'll see what happens with Arizona Cardinals as they will have one of their top targets and also leaders returning to pitch in and help them do great things. Also, we have another AB update. And AB News. And this time, AB stands for another back step. Because the latest incident with Antonio Brown seen with an altercation involving his children, mother, police, which he posted on Instagram Live, definitely probably had a lot of GMs, coaches saying, see, this is why I can't give this guy an opportunity. It would have been different if he didn't public, pub, pub, <laughs> if he didn't broadcast it and publicize it to the world. But in a situation like this, it's definitely not a good look for somebody who already has so many strikes against him and also has questionable mental health and decision making. Also this week, he was released from his agency Drew Rosenhaus, Drew Rosenhaus. So maybe this will be the wake-up call Antonio Brown needs to maybe get the help he needs or try to improve himself off the field where he's been having a lot of issues this season and was unable to stay on the field due to his off-the-field actions against various women in his life and also certain coaches and general managers who shall remain anonymous. So hopefully Antonio Brown can get some of the help he possibly needs. Maybe it's some maybe it's some some maybe it's some cause and effect from some of the concussions that he has attained through his career. Maybe mentally he's not in a, a good, stable place. But who knows what the truth is, but the hope is he can one day improve himself mentally. And even though it's probably a definitely a long shot now, maybe one day he could get back in the NFL, providing he has been substantially improved mentally and also with some of his decision-making. 
there is dealing with certain women. But it's not a it's not a good look for him, and it's beginning beginning to become sad. Maybe he just has too many yes men around him, and maybe he just hasn't hit rock bottom to decide it's time for a change. In other news, Luke Kuechly of the Carolina Panthers has announced his retirement after eight seasons in all with Carolina, and he was somebody who was definitely a great player and leader on the field for the Panthers. He was somebody who was, I believe. Uh, NFL Man of the Year with the Panthers before, so he definitely was doing a lot in that Charlotte community, and he definitely will be missed by his peers and also his coaches and Panther fans. So shout out for Luke quickly retiring, and still yet to see if Cam ne Cam Newton will be returning as one of the leaders of the Panthers coming this season. In other news, we have Odell Beckham's. N-O double dose. So as many of y'all know, the national championship of college football was held in New Orleans at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. And a lot of the LSU alumni players and greats were there. And among them was Odell Beckham, who was seen on camera, on tape, handing out money on the field to a lot of the players and I guess they were some of the star players and some of those players who may have he deemed worthy of <laughs> a $500 handshake here and there. But the, the, the thing about this is, of course, the NCAA is going to come after them. But also the fact that he was doing it on camera for the world to see with no care in the world. The NCAA could possibly sanction LSU Tigers for lack of control. Or they could vacate the NCAA title if they feel the penalty was that bad. Their quarterback, star quarterback Burrow, has already announced his intentions to go pro. And many believe he'll be the number one pick. So in a recent podcast, he was he was quoted as saying he can tell the truth. It was real money. And maybe that's something that loophole some of the players may try to find with Odell Beckham. Oh, he gave me fake money because I'm still an underclassman. And he gave real money to the players he knew were eligible to leave and go to the league. But that was just part one of Odell Beckham's double dose. Because he was also caught on film, on camera, slapping the backside of a New Orleans Superdome employee. Which was a security agent, security guard. And the man has press charges. So Odell Beckham did have a warrant for his arrest in New Orleans. And his representatives, and I'm sure he, will definitely try to resolve that matter as soon as possible. So Odell Beckham had quite a quite a time when the LSU Tigers won that championship. And it wasn't just the game. It was after the game too. And then we have... The Browns hiring Kevin Stefanski, the former Vikings offensive coordinator. And this, like I said last week, this kind of just recaps some of the things I was saying earlier about NFL coaches being hired, NFL coaches of color. And with the hire of Vikings OC, former Vikings OC Kevin Stefanski, that brought the total to four hires with one minority being Juan Rivera. And on another note, similar to that note, I want to wish everybody a happy Martin Luther King Day. And we're all 
still striving, hoping that his dream is one day realized. And how will Martin Luther King react or feel if he knew about some of the ways that these black coaches and executives are overlooked for positions, especially when the NFL is 70% black and a lot of these black men could become mentors and teachers to these young men as they become adults and mature. But a lot of these NFL owners who are billionaires, of course, may not feel comfortable or want to hire a minority candidate and don't want to feel forced or pressured by the NFL, despite the Rooney rule. So a big question now is how can they offset that and make it more inviting, welcoming, or possible for minority candidates to be hired by these billionaires who seem unwilling to hire a lot of black minority candidates as head coaches, offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, or general managers. So we'll see how this, how this evolves and what the true outcome is. But I think this kind of hiring process leads to that mentality of the NFL being a meat market when it comes to the combine and the slave and master mentality and the slave and master view of it when you have all these young black chiseled athletes competing against one another to show their dominance against their peers and their you know colleagues because when you have that many white owners coaches GMs in power and the NFL is so so much of a percentage of black young men, I think that kind of feeds into the thinking or the narrative of Combine being a meat market and the NFL having a slave-master type of relationship because of the op optics of it. But if MLK were alive today, would he say that all coaches and GMs are created equally and only their strategies and their playbooks and the way that they communicate player to player relation is what separates them. I think a lot of these young black coaching candidates probably will be able to communicate better with a majority of their white counterparts because they may be coming from the same parts or understand some of the things these black men will face. Whereas you have some coaches come into the league and it could be some college coaches or coaches who aren't really able to convey their messages to the NFL coaches or NFL players, they may feel that they're above them or they may feel that they can talk down to them or just talk at them instead of to them. But we'll see how these new crop of NFL coaches last and we'll see which ones really make a name for themselves, are able to implement their systems and get the team to start winning. And don't worry, if they don't do something in two or three years, a lot of these new hires will be old hires after they get fired. And coming up in block two, Pharaoh Knicks picks, NFL Championship Weekend. So keep it locked. And welcome back to the Rob U Sports Stew Show, NFL Championship Weekend. So let's take a look at the games. Chiefs versus Titans. Chiefs, known for that explosive offense led by Pat Mahomes. I'm sorry, Chiefs versus Titans. And Titans, known for that powerful rushing attack led by Derrick Henry. Great offensive line play. Ryan Tannehill. John o. Smith, the tight end. A.J. Brown, the receiver. 
And the Titans have come a long way in the playoffs. They defeated the Patriots. They defeated the Ravens. And this Chiefs test is, is probably their hardest test yet. But they passed some pretty good tests. Then you have the Chiefs with Mahomes having an early injury this season with the dislocated knee coming back, playing strong. And in the playoffs, the Chiefs are averaging 434 yards. In the playoffs, after two games, Titans are averaging 209 yards on the ground. So that just shows you the power of their running game, and it's translated Derrick Henry breaking records for back-to-back-to-back 180-plus yard games. The Chiefs are averaging 51 points in the playoffs after playing one game, and the Titans are averaging 24 points per game. Defensively, after two games, the Titans have a plus five point differential. After one game, the Chiefs have a plus one turnover differential. With the Chiefs defense allowing 442 yards a game, and the Titans defense allowing 277 yards per game. Also, after two games, the Titans are allowing 25 points per game. And after one game, the Chiefs are allowing 31 points per game. So this is also like one of those classic NFL matchups where you have strong offense, explosive offense versus strong defense, strong running game. When it comes to the head coaches, I think the head coaches are pretty close with verbal and also Andy Reid. When it comes to the playbooks, these playbooks are both very beneficial to the personnel that these teams have, but they're also very close. I would just give a slight edge to the Chiefs based off the number of explosive plays they always have and the explosive receivers and skill players. When it comes to the quarterback position, I would go with Pat Mahomes because all season long and last season as well, he's proven that he hasn't fallen, but he hasn't taken a step back and he's still an explosive quality quarterback. When it comes to the running back play, I would definitely go with the Titans for running back. When it comes to the wide receivers and the Titans, I will give a slight edge to the wide receivers and tight ends of the Chiefs. However, the Titans, wide receivers, and tight ends are pretty good themselves. They're just underrated and beginning to make a name for themselves. But you've seen the catches that they've had last, last game. And Tenny Hill has some pretty nice passes right on target to allow those Titan receivers and tight ends to score some touchdowns. When it comes to their offensive line, I will go with the Titans for their run blocking and also protection to Hill. Not to mention, Pat Mahomes has some scramble ability, so he's not solely relying on the line every play. When it comes to the front seven, I will go with the Titans front seven 
as they've been stout all year. And when it comes to the defensive backs, I would also go with the defensive backs of the Titans. Although the Chiefs do have Honey Badger, Tyran Matthew. So look out for him to make a splash play on defense. It's going to be a good game. And I believe this is probably the best game of the, of the championship matchups. And in this game, after careful consideration, I have to go with the Titans upsetting the Chiefs with a final score of Titans 29, Chiefs 23, in a game that lasted to the last minute. And in another game, we have the 49ers and the Packers. The 49ers and the Packers in their first meeting, the Packers and the 49ers, the score was 37 to 8. And in this game, I believe it will be more of this more of the same. I feel that the the 49ers offense is going to be too much for the Packers. I feel like they're running running attack with those three running backs. Also with those speed receivers and Garoppolo able to hit the right target. It's going to keep that 49ers offense running like a fine, well-oiled well machine. And when it comes to the Packers, they're averaging 344 yards in the playoffs, rushing 109, and they're scoring 28 points a game. 49ers are averaging 186 on the ground, and as you know, they use a variety of running backs, and they're averaging 27 points per game. The defenses, the 49ers so far in the playoffs have allowed 10 points, and the Packers have allowed 23 points. So with this in mind, let's take a look at the key personnel components. When it comes to head coaching, I think these coaches are pretty evenly matched with the the zone read and zone running game of Shanahan and also with the offensive ability of LeFleur. And when it comes to their playbooks, I will give the edge to the 49ers for that same run zone read and use of their speed receivers on reverses and trick plays. And when it comes to the running backs, I would also go with the 49ers for the stable of Coleman, Mostar, and Britta. When it comes to the receivers, I will also give the edge to the 49ers with those speed guys, also that seasoned veteran, Emmanuel Sanders, Goodwin, Debo Samuel, not to mention tight end. And Packers also have a, a good target in Adams. A lot of the other targets are just lesser known, but they also have Jimmy Graham, and he's been a very solid receive, receiving tight end through his career. He has been slowed down re recently, I guess, due to you know, injuries and whatnot. And when it comes to the defenses, the 49ers have a plus two turnover differential, and the Packers have a zero turnover differential with the with the offensive line I would go with the 49ers front seven I would go with the 49ers and also defensive backs I would go with the 49ers 
So in this game, I have to believe that the 49ers will be able to do what it takes to defeat the Packers. And they will end up triumphing with a final score, 49ers 34, Packers 24, to set the table for a 49ers versus Titans Super Bowl. You heard it here first, folks. I want to thank you all for checking me out. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Hate, not on here, I'm going to block you. Appreciate the views. Share it with a friend. Enjoy the game. Y'all be blessed.